Hello, and welcome to the In-House Content Podcast, where we teach you how to create content that works for you and not against you in order to add meaningful leads into your business. The In-House Content Podcast is sponsored by Creative Selections, LLC, and Really Good Content Incorporated. Uh, well, welcome back to the in-house content course podcast, where we teach you how to make content that works for you and not against you and to develop leads that actually make a measurable difference in your business. Boom. What's Boom. That? Boom. I just said, Boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> My name is Jared Rohr. I own a company called Really Good Content Incorporated. Um, we are a media and marketing agency. And joining me is the amazing Stephanie Hidalgo. It's me. Who owns- <laughs> I, I was I always want to say that your business is called Valley Image Studios, which is a business. Well, it is, yeah. yeah. Valley Image Studios and Creative Selections Creative LLC. Selections. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we were going to talk about uh, sales funnels as a whole, marketing funnels and sales funnels as a whole. What are they? What are the purpose? Um, why should someone care if they don't have one? Um, mm-hmm. And all that jazz. Why should every business have one? Why right? should every single business have one? Like my biggest pet peeve when it's like an amazing business and they're like not generating any leads or not taking advantage of it, or they have like a thousand to 20,000 people on their email list and they do absolutely nothing with it. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. When people have these massive email lists and they're like, Oh yeah, we just got to purchase more email lists, purchase more email. I've, I've worked with companies that have bought 30,000, 40,000 emails, uh, with no strategy behind it. Just buying the emails to say like, yeah, we got to do something with this and send them an email like once to get one conversion. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, for sure. guys, that is not, that's not an effective strategy. Plus buying those, this is a whole nother conversation, but buying, buying emails, guys, there's a very special way that you have to go about that in order to clean it because these big uh, email providers, email servers like MailChimp or whatever, are going to flag you. They'll flag you. It's literally like email laundering. You have to run it through an alternate service to get somebody to opt in to your marketing funnel. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you clean the lead and you get a nice lead that actually likes you and wants to do business with you and isn't going to report you every time you send them an email. I probably had like five clients that bought email lists and they have all gotten flagged. Yes. They, they, like MailChimp will find, like they'll, I don't know how, but they'll find out if you upload that list, yep. they'll trigger it right away. Just the simple fact that you're uploading that much bulk out of nowhere. They're like, you bought that. <laughs> like there's where else would you have gotten that massive email list? You know? And I had a client recently that got flagged and then they were upset with me because they were going to spam. And I'm like, you guys can't do that. You can't yeah. purchase. Especially when you bulk email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a way to do it to where you you know you segment it, right? And then you can send it so that you're not sending out to like a hundred thousand people at once. Right, right, right. But right. there is those email, there is the non-mail champs that do blast out to yeah. hundreds of thousands of people at a time. Who do you, who do you use for your email client? On for okay, so all my clients are either on active either on active campaign or MailChimp. Um, yeah. I personally love the designs of Flowdesk. Mm-hmm. I think Flowdesk is super cute. Yeah. <laughs> you guys use MailChimp? I've never used Flowdesk. I've never, I don't think I've even heard of Flowdesk. Yeah, they're like really cute templates. Very, very cute. And that's I mean, all I cared about. We're about to have <laughs> such a strong dichotomy because you're, 
<laughs> this is going to be like the most like stereotypical girl and stereotypical guy version yeah, of no. reason to pick something is you're picking Flowdesk because it's really cute. We use Active Campaign. We use MailChimp for a while, but we use Active Campaign because I love all of the automations that they have and yeah, I love all the, the little... things I can do with it. Um, but that's because I've got guy brain and you've got girl brain. I do. I just want to so see a template. Yeah, it's really, Flowdesk is really cute. Like, you know what? You know what I will say that I can't wait for a mail email client that does this. So if you're listening, anybody, um, I want one. All of them have templates. So Active Campaign has templates. Mailchimp has templates. Flowdesk apparently has templates. Um, Constant Contact, they all have templates. Mm-hmm. I want them to tell me the templates that work in order of conversion rate. Mm. That I mean, like, what's yeah, the point in using cool. their cool looking thing if it doesn't convert? Right. If they can say, hey, here's 45 subject lines that we've seen work really, really well, go ahead and use these that are consistently working across all of our clients right now because they have the data, you know? So if they could organize their templates by conversion rate, oh my gosh, I would right? pay for that. I'd pay for that service within Active Campaign. No, yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. We were, we were joking earlier about pyramid schemes, and it's funny because I, so for Active Campaign, I recently came on as an affiliate. Cause I've referred like six of our clients to active campaign. Cause I'm such a big fan. And I told them, I was like, yo, I've gotten like six people to go to active. Do I get some sort of perk on my account? And they're like, Oh, well you need to be an affiliate. I'm like, great. Can you guys credit my affiliate account since I'm the one responsible? And they're like, no, it's gotta be through your specific link or it's not credible. Oh and I was like, goodness. okay, fine. So now I'm telling my friends if I'm like, Oh yo, you have to use active campaign. They're like, okay. Yeah. And then afterwards I'm like, Oh yeah. And if you sign up, like just use my affiliate link. And they're like, yeah. is this a, is this a network marketing thing? Jared? <laughs> No, it's. I swear it's not. It's not. It's not. I just want to get credit for giving you the referral. With that being said, Jared's active campaign link will be in the bio below. <laughs> posted, posted the link below. If you're yeah. interested in active campaign, it's in the link below. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about what an actual marketing funnel is. Um, my kind of philosophy on a marketing funnel and where our head needs to be at with it is it really, and most people they don't realize it's it's a funnel of where you take mass amounts of attention. And you funnel it into a valuable attention, mm-hmm. right? So you have quantity up here and you have value down here. And right. there's this mass quantity of people. You don't know who's actually interested in your brand, but they are seeing you. Who's interested in engaging with your brand, but they are seeing you. And you want them to trickle into the people who are kind of interested in what you have. And then to say, hey, I actually want to make a purchase and, and commit to engaging with your company and with your brand. Um, so that's kind of how I think about it is we have a mass group that trickles down into a very valuable group. Yep, exactly. And then those that group turns into paying customers, which is what and that's we all what we want. all want. Yeah, that's what we. So, all. yeah, we're gonna talk about like how to, I guess, where the people come from, how to get them to trickle down into your funnel, and then like I call it romanticizing. Jared could call it something else, but how to romanticize them and and create a connection with them so that they become not just a one-time customer, but a long-time customer and a follower of your services and your, um, yeah, and your products. So yeah. And quick soapbox, if your marketing efforts are not, if your marketing efforts are not 100% geared towards how do I bring new people in so that they engage with our business and make a purchase, you are off your rocker. There's so many people that I know that are like, let's get on TikTok. We're like, great, why? They're like, so we can make really cool videos and get hundreds of thousands of views. And it's like, why? They're like, so that we can have like fame, t- mm-hmm. you know, social media fame, because that's like really good, right? And it's like, what, what do you want? They're like, more clients. I'm like, well, your clients are 60 years old. 
because it's a meth ball <laughs> that I'm usually dealing with. Yeah, Your clients yeah. are in their fifties. So maybe let's, maybe let's get on Facebook, you know, yeah. and they're like, Oh, 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 and like the light goes yeah. off. They're like, Oh, I should find the people that I want, you know? So that's kind of the first step I would say in any marketing funnel is locate your demographic. Yep. Locate your demographic. Um, whether it be targeting or, you know, on different platforms, figuring out where, and you can easily pull up like online where your demographic is like yeah. Google search. <laughs> exactly. Like if I'm advertising to like 18 year olds, right. I'm going to Google like what platform is it? Snapchat advertising you want to look into TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Like all YouTube, YouTube Shorts. Now you know YouTube Shorts is huge. Mm -hmm. So you know, just figuring out where that demographic is so that you can target them, right, yeah. and make content for that specific platform compared to spreading yourself so thin and making content for every single platform. Yeah. Right. And, and there are, and to that point, you can always find. For example, so our we we've niched down a lot into the med spa industry. I know you have a lot of dental clients and financial clients as well, and um, the way that I find like, uh, uh, info about the demographic that is the business owners and med spas, um, is I partner with bigger organizations that have all the data. So there's a company called the American Med Spa Association that I subscribe to a lot of their services or a lot of their info so that I can uh, find out demographics about the industry and say, oh, okay, well, these are generally what these people are doing. This is the general behavior that we're seeing and this is how I can effectively communicate with them. And so there's mm -hmm. always gonna be some sort of a big wig, uh, right. you know, association that you can plug into to find out a little bit more about your demographic if you're ever confused. Exactly, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, cool, so let's start with of course, like the big picture, like mm -hmm. where do people, where do you find a customer? Right. So where are your, like, where are people like, of course, everyone is online right now. Everyone's on social media. So we just kind of talked about that, like finding out what demo, like where your demographic, where your ideal perfect client is. So that starts with figuring out, or I guess, jotting down who your perfect client is. Right. Yeah. So like using my example as like working with financial advisors, that work with retirees, right? Mm -hmm. So where are they? Like, where are the retirees? So I want to jot down like what, where, like who my ideal client is, what their interests are. Like, let's say they're interested in boating or sailing yeah. or um, what's another retiree traveling, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just figuring Walkers. out, the, I don't know. yes, <laughs> figuring out the characteristics of that customer yeah. and your perfect customer so that you can find where to market to that perfect yeah. customer. So yeah. that's going to be the big way to, um, really get them to funnel down into, of course, your ultimate sell. Yeah. So that top line, and let me just, let me pull up that whiteboard thing. Let's try that. It sucks. It sucks, but I think it's going to be fine. Um, so if this is your sales funnel, boop, and we start with the goal in mind, which is paying customer. Okay. Start with the goal in mind, which is the paying customer. Then we're going to have to, after we've located our demographic, we're going to select uh, where those people are. Those people might be on Instagram. A lot of people mm -hmm. on Instagram right now. Um, those people might be on Facebook. They might be on 
LinkedIn. That's huge for me. LinkedIn is huge uh, for me as well. Yeah. It's huge for you too, right? Did you spell it right? I never spell it right. Capital I. Yeah. <gasps> Capital I. LinkedIn. A little dance. Dude. <laughs> no, like this one. Have you seen that one? Oh, like, no, no. <laughs> I no, spelled yeah, it no. the right time. <laughs> <laughs> there's a that guy LinkedIn that, right the first there's time. A, yeah there's a who's that guy we'll have to put that into the actual video right hello yeah. <laughs> that's so good um they might be on youtube they may be on tiktok with the c no that doesn't look right that looks right that is it yep i spell that wrong i thought with i spell it with a c sometimes too mm-hmm you can also get them from your website, from organic search on Google. If you have a podcast. If you have a podcast. Oh, yeah, podcast. If you have a blog. Podcast. It could be a blog. It could be a Twitch stream. It could, could be, be a Twitter. It could even be like one of those... Uh, sites like uh, alignable or like a networking site right or yeah or even um freaking uh facebook groups fiverr fiverr's with two r's oh yikes Ooh, i don't think i'm gonna be able to break back into that one it's okay i have to delete it and try it again fiverr uh fiverr slash um upwork which is where we met each other yep uh, Facebook. What was the other one you said? Match.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Facebook groups is a good one. Pinterest. Facebook groups. So as you can see, there is no shortage of places that people gather, but your job is to locate where your demographic is and then make a strategy based on how many of these would you recommend somebody to hyper-focus on? Right, or hire someone to help you find out where your yeah. people are. How many, how many of these would you say somebody should focus on? Ooh, I would say, I honestly, I, yeah, well, I would say test. It depends on what you're doing, right? Always test. So like, yes, you want to test. Uh, Facebook groups is such a good place. The reason being is because like, let's say you're um, a therapist selling a coach, right? Uh, selling a course on like how to help your teens, um, like how to help your, like if you're de uh, dealing with like troubled teens or whatever, you know, horrible teenagers, <laughs> yeah. um, then you can go on a Facebook group on parenting and like essentially drop a link to your funnel, yes. right? right? So Facebook groups are huge. Like I always tell people like, that's a great way. Um, I know for my, myself and networking and marketing, Facebook groups is also a really good place yeah. um, to meet other marketers mm -hmm. looking and then also to find people, business owners looking for marketing. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, same thing. You know, you have the LinkedIn has a really good strategy. Um, YouTube, like they're all so great. It really does come down to figuring out where your niche is. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe there's some content that can be cross-posted. Yeah. I would recommend for anybody that's starting in their marketing funnel to start with somewhere between three to five of these. Yeah, that's about I'd right. Say, I'd say safely three to five is a good start. You know, Instagram, Facebook is an easy layup. Um, 
because you know you can cross post content onto that um, if you're just getting started. And then everything else is really going to be based on your demographic, you know. So for us, we can take us as an example: Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Facebook groups, um, and I mean our websites. This is really the front line for us. And for, for us as agency owners, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Facebook groups, and our website. Oh, and I guess our blogs sometimes. Blogs. Yeah, that's true. And our podcast. Blogs is good. Podcast is good. Oh, Facebook ads for me is frontline. You don't run Facebook ads for yours. I don't run Facebook ads for my business. I run Facebook ads for my studio. What's your, uh, do you have a cost per acquisition on that? Uh, God, like probably it's expensive. Yeah. Like $3. $3 per acquisition per booking? Expensive. That is not expensive. That's it's amazing. It's expensive. Well, I work with these agencies that like I, they get it as low as like $1.20. Well, a dollar per click. That's much different than a dollar per follow through for proof per booking. Oh, for like client? Oh no, that's much higher. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, was I like, don't know that number. You know, I'm not a, like, a, you know, I'm not a paid ad specialist. That's true. Well, so that's what I'm, what I'm trying to get to with ours is one thing that, my business coach always recommends is he goes, dude, I'm willing to pay the first month in ads. Of one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if, uh, for example, for our med spa websites, we, for our first month, we charge, um, 970, 970 bucks. Mm-hmm. So realistically a safe bet would be to say, Hey, per client, I'm willing to pay up to $970. Mm-hmm. Cause in the end, you know, it's going to come back. Right. If you make that reoccurring, you have that reoccurring client. Spend spend Definitely. marketing to get that first month, and then um, and then you got a reoccurring client. If, if if it's a monthly reoccurring revenue model like ours is, so well, was, yeah. Well, I was gonna say like Upwork. Like I have to pay like what twenty dollars per hundred leads or hundred like things. Yeah. <laughs> Upwork rips people in half. They do. But we love them. Okay. Then okay. So next line after your. Um, after you've got your top line, which is just the entrance to your funnel, that's going to be your, um, that's going to be your Facebook ad, your podcast, your Instagram, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your groups, your website, your blog, your Google, my business, which guys, is there a way for me to make this just ginormous? Google, my business is huge. It's ginormously huge. I wish I knew how important it was. I'm like now doing it. And I wish I knew how important it was a while ago. Google, my business will get you ranked so freaking high. This is a pro tip. Anything that you, uh, if you want to rank high in Google, Google like loves for you to be in their little ecosystem. If Google Plus was around right now, I would be a kingpin. All up in there. I'm really sad that they took it away. I'd be a kingpin on Google Plus because they would be promoting really good content to the top of every single Google search. They would be constantly trying to show people our content because we engage with Google. So just know that you're playing a game with these these companies. Okay, Mm -hmm. next step in your funnel is you want a lead what'd you call it lead capture lead capture we're gonna call it a lead capture we're gonna call it also a lead magnet this is a freebie that you give out this is some sort of a free piece of content or a discounted piece of content uh, that you're giving to people in exchange for their contact information and exchange for the knowledge that they're interested in your brand so it doesn't have to be completely free for example uh, for our course, we're going to be uh, doing an ad spend at some point that just covers the cost. It's called a liquidation sale. It just covers the cost of the ads. So we charge 40 bucks 
for somebody to purchase it. But really what we're doing is we're capturing the lead so that eventually we can sell them the whole thing. Um, Let's talk about a shitty one, Jared. Shitty, a shitty lead magnet? <laughs> a shitty lead magnet that we see everywhere. Hey, how about this? You're on your website, you're on somebody's website, and they just have a pop-up that says, subscribe, subscribe. to my email list. <laughs> subscribe to my email list. So that subscribe I can Subscribe for you. notifications. Yeah, yes. subscribe for notifications. Subscribe for notifications. Like, on what? That's the worst <laughs> lead magnet. That is the worst pop-up you could ever put on your Pop-ups are good on websites. They're annoying as hell, but they're effective and they work. They're, they work if you have value to provide. If your value is to ask them mm -hmm. for value, you've already lost the trust. You got to build trust. And that's what a lead magnet is. So, yeah, definitely. So for us, we offer right now, we have a couple lead magnets. One is a free assessment of your website. So we say, hey, we'll give you a free, whatever, analysis of your website. We'll tell you how well it does with SEO, how well it does with branding, and how well the user interface is. Or we have a marketing checklist that we give out that says, hey, check the box if, uh, or check, check the boxes if you have whatever the, um, the items that are on this list. If you don't have them, you certainly need to. Um, and how do we do that? We say, give us your email address and we'll send it to you. Do you, what, do you, have, do you guys have lead magnets that you offer? I do. So I offer a free marketing strategy call. Okay. So like, I just do like a quick strategy with my clients, um, like in terms of like what's needed to start generating results. Mm -hmm. But, and then I do have on my website, um, a mark, uh, digital online marketing essentials. Okay. Uh, downloadable. And it's a PD, it's a PDF on like what's, um, just some essential things. I need to update it for this year. My five essential marketing strategies, online marketing strategies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, website checklist. And then you said marketing strategies. Five marketing strategies. Five essential marketing strategies for online. So if you are a med spa, you can offer a free Zoom skin consultation on the best things that somebody can do for their skin this week or this month. And what does that do? That allows you to get on the phone with somebody and do a consult. They don't realize it. They, you're helping them out, uh, but you're consulting them so that you can eventually work with them, build trust and work with them long-term. So that lead capture, that lead magnet is very, very important to provide value to get people into your next stage of your funnel, which is, I don't know, there we go. which is lead nurture. Romanticizing. Yes. Can you have that like, oh Slash. yeah, oh, like voice? Yeah. yeah, can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Oof, here we go. Sizing, uh, sizing, like that. Dude, I don't even ask me. I okay. can't spell me anything. Me neither. Let's just do our dance. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, so it looks so wrong. That is so wrong. It's wrong, but it's fine. Whatever. It's okay. Hey, tell Rom us in the comments below how you spell romanticizing. Yeah. You got to start saying that more often. Let us know. Give us a comment. If you're on, if you're yeah. listening to the podcast, go watch the YouTube video. Give us a comment or subscribe. Or subscribe. <laughs> Smash that bell. Is that what it is? Smash that Get like Jared's button. affiliate link in the in the description. <laughs> um, okay, so lead nurture and romanticizing. That 
is done through multiple different ways. You, can, you don't have to just do it this way, but the primary way is going to be through email campaigns. Um, you can do it through um, SMS. Uh huh. You can do it through text. You can do it through social media. You can get them into a Facebook group, mm -hmm. that, like a private Facebook group where you're just constantly delivering out valuable content. All you're doing, you're constantly just throwing them into a loop. Giving them valuable content that sends them back into that nurture. You're giving them valuable content that sends them back into the nurture um, until eventually they realize they need your services. Mm -hmm. So with email campaigns and with all of that, um, I have a general format that I use for email campaigns as far as lead nurture goes is I usually try to get to know somebody in the beginning. I call it phishing because I'm trying to like, I'm trying to grab their attention and I'm trying to, so I'll ask typically like a pointed question like, hey, what's the main service that you provide at your med spa? Um, mm -hmm. try to get them to engage engage and, yeah yeah and then after that uh i'm going to provide value 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 then i'm going to have an ask where i'm trying to grab their uh where i'm trying to grab action right uh, but i want to provide lots of value first before i before i try to get them to convert yeah you definitely want to build that relationship with the ideal client and make sure that they trust you. Yes. Because that's going to be a very quick converting person. Correct. Because at that point, they've already consumed your content. They've already, they've already mentally committed to you being an authority in whatever this space is. That's the big thing. It's like if so, you know, I started a YouTube channel recently for for RGC because I want people to just go through our YouTube channel and say, man, like this guy's teaching me so much about how I need to market for my business. Because because what am I doing? They are developing a mindset that says he is an authority and I want to work with him and I want him to teach me, you know, exactly. and so eventually, and so I'm happy to give out free content. And then for however long they're going to consume that free content and that's fine. But at some point they're going to need me. And when they yeah. need somebody like me, they're going to call. I need you to, they trust me. <laughs> I need you to run my email campaigns. <laughs> um, and then after that, the pyramid scheme. It is, a, it is a big pyramid. An upside down pyramid scheme. <laughs> what were you saying? It's, it's like uh, the office. <laughs> yeah. If I could draw, if I could take the marker, I would totally just like draw a pyramid. Jared, <laughs> I the pyramid the scheme. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, and then the final is going to be the sale. That's where we want to get people. We want to get people at to the end of this marketing funnel, which is to have a sales call with you, whatever your process is. Or do you do you have like a uh, do you have a clearly outlined like sales process, or do you kind of just hop on the phone and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. For me, I've done it for so long. I do. So I do like a demo version. So like I have like my, you know, background and then demo and then sale. Mm. So you but do, I don't know. three meetings? Uh, or you I would break say one meeting into three parts? I was going to say, I, I definitely have one initial meeting and then I email, like we have email and then I usually get this, the client. <laughs> do you know your conversion rate i, I bet your career is really high yeah it's really high I, like almost everyone i talk to ends up hiring me i have to turn down people a lot of the time Gosh, um, hard 
I need to charge more. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I upped my prices last year and it worked really well. And then for some reason I got scared and then I lowered them back down mm-hmm. and then I got back up. But then like with all my agency partnerships, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of happy with them. Yeah. You're, and that's bulk too. So, I mean, you're kind of wholesaling exactly to them. Exactly. Which, I mean, so like, guys, like you're, we're, we're a client of yours and we were able to give you multiple Mm-hmm, exactly. And like, I can hire talent that helps me. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely have a different model. Yeah. Especially when you have somebody that's an intermediary as well. So like exactly. when you're the person that's going directly to clients and managing the relationship, it's so much more stressful than you've got this middleman who's like, he's managing everything and just asking you to create everything into you. Yeah. A little different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my coach, that was the big thing he told me because I have a very high sales conversion, uh, sales rate conversion rate as well. Where it's more or less, if I'm going through conversations with people, they either are not actually looking or they're buying. Um, but I had a conversation with him. He goes, dude, like, you should just increase your prices. And I was like, but why? He goes, so you can make the same amount of money for less work. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, he said, just increase the price until we get down to like a 30% conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's like, just keep doing that until you get down to 30% conversion rate. And then you'll be making the same amount of money. But yeah, I definitely need to increase my pricing. And we'll, we'll do another podcast episode on sale, yeah. sales, selling our sell tactics. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great to do kind of how to, how to bring somebody through that process. Mm-hmm. I usually do. So I do, um, I do three meetings in general. I do a discovery call to, to clarify mm-hmm. if they're a good fit and uh, that we can help them out. There's some people like I had one last week for, with a guy who, He's forming his business, but he's not quite there yet. And there's four or five other things he needs to do first before he comes to us. So mm-hmm. I gave him a connections to all the people that I knew for him to start those conversations with. And then I said, hey, once you're ready with those things, give me a call because I, he didn't even know his services yet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't make you a website if you don't know your services. Right. So I said, give me a call as soon as you know that. And then I, I'd love to. And I provided him with amazing industry contacts. You know, So I'm, I'd be surprised if we didn't service him down the road. Yeah. Um, so I have the discovery call first to clarify that they're a good candidate. Uh, then I have a, um, then I have a uh, strategy session and okay. then I have a proposal meeting. But recently I've gotten that down to two where I have the discovery call, I find out their budget and then I usually pitch them in that second one. So the last two, yeah. I, I've done the discovery call and then I pitch yeah. them on the second one. It definitely depends on how much that client is willing to pay. So like, I'll do the same thing. If I feel like it's a higher paying client, they want to see a strategy before hiring, then I'll definitely do the strategy before. But usually it's first call, demo, um, email. Okay, like we want to bring you on. And then I design the strategy and then we call them. We did, I did, I'll do a third meeting if it's a big, big proposal. So like there was one company that couldn't afford us and I said, hey, transparently, they had like a budget. It was for a massive video series and their budget was pretty low. Their budget was like somewhere in the early thousands, like 4,000 for like 50 videos. Ooh. Um, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot of work for not a big budget. And um, they had said, they said, hey, we understand that you might be out of our price range, but can you maybe just think of something that you could do? I'm like for sure. So that third meeting, I pitched RevShare. And I said, because I believed in the company, I knew that they were going to be successful, but they just didn't have the capital. So I said, I'll produce this for you for your budget, but you're going to give me 10% of the company. Oh, um, wow. Or, or no, I pitched 5%. I said, you're going to give me 5%. Yeah. 
um, of annual revenue. And, oh, wow. and I, and I, and I only pitched them for a five-year contract to do mm-hmm. revenue, um, just because I didn't want to, I knew that they were going to re-up new content. And at some point I was just going to be dead weight. So I didn't want to, I don't want to do that, but for five gotcha. years, it'd be good for it. That's really but, cool. Well, they said no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they went with something that was within their budget local that was next to them. Um, but I'll have a third meeting for that and say, Hey, i we'll do a rev share, you know, and we can actually have a conversation about it. Cause at right. the end of a strategy session to then go into a huge financial conversation, it's not going to work. Nope. Um, so anyway, that's typically, I have a, a two or a three or a two or a three step. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's really it. Like for your sales funnel, it should be really wide net of places that your demographic is. You capture them with a lead magnet. Oh, we didn't really talk about how they transition into there. So let's talk for a second about that. Yeah. And I was going to say too, another thing is how many emails in the lead, like the lead nurture and romanticizing do you think is, is appropriate. It's appropriate. So I do the, um, I do the initial delivery. More arrows, Jared. I know. Uh, oh, from all of them. Yeah, more. I'm just kidding. I do. I do the initial delivery, which is one. I do fishing to try to get them talking, and then I do value, 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 value. So we're at six. Uh, then I do. Um, then I do an ask. So okay. Awesome. Yeah. The rule I, of seven. I generally, I generally do seven. Yeah. That- so the rule of seven is like a, it's a marketing tactic where oh. in a lot of um, like marketers, like billboards or like, uh, like very visual P like ads, advertisements will retarget you like seven times. Cause it's like the rule of marketing that if someone sees you seven times, then they're more than likely to act, especially if you showed interest. Yeah. So like, let's say you clicked on an ad, but you never did anything. So then they'll retarget you a couple times. Uh, yeah. Seven times. yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that it was like, you needed 64 touch points to make it, make Ooh. it. Right, it was like, you have to be touched in some way 64 times by these companies until you finally make your choice to work with them. Ooh, 64. Some, good. If, yeah, if I was to send emails, I would do it seven. But if it was like definitely like a visual advertising, then I would definitely look into 64. But that is a high budget. I would say seven emails. But then if it's seven emails and you're constantly posting on Instagram, Facebook, on right. and Facebook groups, website, and blog, that's getting multiplied super fast. And then they're seeing all of your content display constantly in front of them for the yeah, first definitely. week. So I would say you probably might end up getting hit 64 times between mm-hmm. all the different, um, between all the different uh, platforms that you'd be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would, I do seven. Is that, do you do seven as well? I do seven. Yeah. And my clients do seven. Yeah. Seven's a, a, a good number for me. Cause then I'm not bugging them and um, I've provided. And for me, it's, it's all about value. Um, right. And then to get, so the big thing that you want to do on Instagram, on your Facebook ads, on your Facebook, on your LinkedIn, your podcast, Facebook groups, Google, website, blog, Twitch stream, TikTok, you want to provide all of them with the lead magnet in some way, shape or form so that they can enter into your funnel. You always want people to opt in into your funnel so they can come out the other side as paying customer. So um, you, whether you do that as a Facebook post and say, Hey, everyone just want to let you know, I created a checklist. Uh, a marketing checklist. And if you want it, go ahead and just grab it off our website. I just think it can be really helpful for everyone in this group. You know, a Facebook yeah. group, that's one thing I've seen with Facebook groups. If you can provide some value, they're going to engage with you. If you just tell them, hey, everyone, book a, book a meeting with me, it's going to be harder to get that because they're, they're going to feel a little sold to you. And um, that's what I see a lot of people doing is just, oh my God, my dog. 
Um, <laughs> all I hear, like, I see a lot of people just doing book a call, uh, subscribe, um, like just everywhere, just like book link and bio, like everything, but there's no like value. So like a really specific example would be like, I work with a musician who sells courses on, um, for musicians, right? So something that they could do a quick like video reel on Instagram or TikTok on is like copywriting issues you might run into as a musician, right? right. So that's going to be like very intriguing. People are going to want to know. And then at, they essentially will have that piece of content that, you know, value. And then at the end of the video, they say, well, if you want to um, subscribe, or if you want to learn my ultimate guide on how to avoid copyright issues uh -huh. as a musician, then you can subscribe to my website at, or I have like a blog that you can subscribe to that talks about copyright. Yeah. So really he's like a lead magnet into a lead magnet or exactly. really he's, he's posting here, going into his lead magnet, then he's landing on the lead nurture, mm -hmm. um, which is exactly what you want to do. You want to provide valuable content that makes people want to further engage with you so that they can result in being a partner, one time partner, and you can sell but, them. Like we'll do another podcast session, podcast session on like content that we'll do another podcast episode on content that triggers that emotional response. Like what triggers people to opt in, right? So like, how can we get people to opt in? Like I feel like a copywriting issue, especially in the music world, is like very triggering, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think. And honestly, just doing things that you are aware of that you're, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but doing things that you're aware of is a major pain point in, uh, within your niche is so important. Cause if it's things that it's like, yeah, they already know it's like, and it's things that are relevant to what you do as well. It's such a, like a fine tuned, like, you know, because I know that like all, most injectors need injection technique training, you know, but I would not put a lead magnet as like a, a video course on injection education you know because that does not inspire the fact that they might actually need me even though i know they need that um i think that's killer yeah no definitely so we'll go into it yes we will um so you want to start in your your big funnel use a lead magnet to get them uh kind of into your your lead nurture funnel and then from there it's going to turn into a sale and if it doesn't they're going to come right back up it's going to be cyclical they're going to come right back up here uh to the very top Boop. And then they're going to get another lead magnet and a lot of and they're just going to keep going until finally they result. There's second. also no end They're Like some people think like, okay, for example, me, I made one lead magnet two years ago. Like yeah. there's no end to the amount of lead magnets and the amount of value I could provide to people. So just updating it, figuring yeah. out what works, what's really getting people to opt in. Yeah. And they expire too at some point, at some point, like, you know, some of them, they serve their course and either everyone's already gotten it or people are highly engaging with other lead magnets you have. So it's like, okay, great. Let's just send this other one out to pasture, even though it was, it, it did good while we had it. Exactly. Exactly. You like um, my candle? <laughs> that's tight. Is that our cool. candle? No. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Our candle. All right, feel free to screenshot this. I'm leaving. I'm getting rid of it in three, two, one. It's gonna be on YouTube, so people will see it. Um, that is an RGC candle. Does it smell good? Smells like pineapples. Oh yeah, that's rad. I get you guys one. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Locally? 
I went into the shop in Arroyo Grande uh-huh. and it was like a handmade, like everything shop. Mm. I don't know. Some people say handmade and they get it from somewhere, but who knows? <laughs> Someone handmade it. <laughs> Someone handmade it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that was our like funnel outline, our basic one. <laughs> yeah, that was our funnel. That was our funnel outline. And if you guys have any questions, obviously feel free to email us, feel free to DM us or message us or put a comment. We're going to respond. Um, about Hopefully. funnels. Yeah. And we want to hear about <laughs> your guys' funnels and see what you guys are doing that's working because we're not the end all be all. We know, we know some things and we want to be able to educate you along the way. But if you have something to offer, I would love to hear about it. You know, um, if you, and honestly, if we ever want to have like a guest on the podcast, that could be kind of cool too. So if you're ever interested in being a guest, feel free. We'll vet you. I don't know if you'll get accepted, but that'd be rad feel free to send us a, a message. We'll probably DM, accept you. DM us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably. Will. My mom's going to like ask and we're like, yeah, you're yeah. in. Come on in, mom. Come I would on. love to talk to your mom. <laughs> she's, she's a special lady. Um, yeah. So that was the whole thing. So that's, that's it. Do we have more? That was it. So should we end it? You're good at, do you want me to end things? Yeah. You since end, you're good you at end. starting things. Yeah. You, 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 you end it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Um, if you guys want, we have a mark also the ultimate marketing checklist that you can actually subscribe to yes. um, in the bio or wherever you find this posted. It's going to be in the description. Yeah. Or you can <laughs> so, go yeah. to uh, inhousecontentcourse.com forward slash podcast to download that, uh, that checklist. checklist as well, which if you've been listening to this whole podcast, it's actually a we want to build relationship with you we should just just be ridiculously overt like straight up yeah hey straight up we want to give you something for free so that eventually we can make romanticize you you. (laughs) (laughs) romanticize them jared thanks everyone for coming bye (laughs) that was good Thank you for listening to the in-house content podcast. If you'd like to start making content that works for you and not against you and begin adding meaningful leads into your business, we've created a marketing funnel checklist for you to download. Head over to inhousecontentcourse.com forward slash podcast to claim this free gift.